Okay, we're going to start this show. Get this on the road. Put on my YouTube people. Make sure they're good to go. And give me the wait. And we are going. Okay, now we go live on Instagram and see what's going on here. Hello, everyone. I am tardy. I am three minutes tardy. I must be punished. I'm so sorry, guys. But good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the. Wow, 68th edition. Oh my goodness, this is kind of frightening. 68th edition of the Beast and Motor Tech Tuesday. Hello everyone, Aja Gobu. Good afternoon, good seeing you. Unknown Destiny, hello. Danny GSR, greetings. Good seeing you as well. Thank you so much for joining everyone. Ah, Karapi, 68. Good afternoon. 24 Carrot Kid, greetings, good seeing you. Naf Designs, hey yo. Good seeing you indeed. Nothing special real time. I am here in the back of the shop and Chris Maney from AM came over and brought this beautiful truck over here. Absolutely gorgeous booster truck. Absolutely beautiful. So he brought this all over, you know. Good seeing you, Dippin' Deep. Greetings. Sam, good afternoon. Hope all is well, Sam. I have something you would love here. Some domestic muscle. This truck is really clean too. Kappa, good afternoon. Chief Rocker, hello. Porsche news, tons of Porsche news going on. Absolutely, we're actually building a center seat right over there, which is pretty interesting. I'm pretty excited about that, you know? I'm gonna kick it with DDE. Who is DDE? Do you know who DDE is? Daily Driven Exotics. Oh, I don't even know who they are. Forgive me, please. The Viper is doing well, she's right here next to me. Can you guys see that? It's right there, the Viper's right there. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about FuelTech? I haven't tuned on FuelTech yet. I've seen a lot of people do well with it, but I haven't tuned it yet. I've not had the opportunity. Hello, Diesel Tech. Good afternoon. Good seeing you this wonderful afternoon. And hope everything is well, guys. And today, I'm going to talk about tuning. So this car is here to get baseline. The fuel ratios are pretty nice in the upper 11s in boost, about 4 PSI. Made well north of 500 wheel horsepower, which is great. And more torque than you shake a stick out, which is amazing. It was like 574 pounds of torque. 575. Like Ridiculous. 525 at 23. At 2200 RPMs, it does over 500 foot-pounds of torque. How crazy is that, you know? Ah, great question. So, Danny's asking, when are we to see the wagon competition? I'm pleased to tell you, if you looked yesterday at my stories, the wagon has not been shot by Super Street. So, that was the only thing waiting. Now it's time to beat the crap out of her. So, I can't wait. <laughs> so, you're going to see it very soon. Hello, Automotive KND. Hello, D-Link Designs. Thank you so much for the turbo covers. By the way, when you guys see the article on Super Street, it's going to be fantastic because it has these pretty cool turbo fans, courtesy of D-Link, which is pretty nice, you know? Can you make 250 plus with a tuned exhaust intake manifold, heat sharing gases on the K24W? That head doesn't flow very well. You're going to need a little bit more than the heat sharing gasket exhaust and tune to get 250 plus. K24W is not a very high flowing head. Um, when do you expect Porsche to be ready? Which one, Olaf? If it's talking about the center seat, by SEMA. So I'm building a gold center seat, single large turbo, crazy intake on it from AEM, built 3.4 liter engine. It's going to be absolutely fantastic, you know. So I'm planning to have that ready by October this year, you know. Oh, Elliot, thank you so much. Thank you for the kind words. I appreciate that. Yes, Danny's right. An A2 head would get you there. With the intake gasket, um, a tune, Probably some 450 injectors from RDX, some good pure oil, you'll get there, no problem, you know. How would you make 250 without the force induction on a K24 Z7? 
The exhaust is your, is the culprit. The intake flows well, so you can get the low 200s, but the exhaust is the restriction. So, unfortunately, if you want to make decent power on the Z7 or the Z3, it's nice to slap a turbo on the end of that, unless you plan on swapping heads, you know? Jamie, good afternoon, good seeing you. Hello, Parts Ben, how are you? AJ's in the house, hello AJ. Thanks so much for joining us. Yes, easy is correct, absolutely, that will get you there. The restriction in the Z7 and Z3 is the exhaust port. The integrated manifold, um, from what we've seen when we flow on the flow bench, it flows closer to a not so great flowing B series, and those are the center ones. The outer, number one and number four cylinders flow even less, which is Saj, you know? How do I feel about airbag suspensions? I like them, especially with today's technology. My Odyssey has one from Air Ride. We have uh, people that we work with. There's a gentleman who also is sponsored by Purell as well. His name is um, Cody Miles. He actually road races, does time attack with airbag suspension. So with today's technology, there are opportunities for you to have the, the, the dampening that you require for competition and for a very comfortable ride and the ability to change ride height at liberty, which is pretty nice. Above and beyond that, you have companies like KW that even integrate bag systems into the front. So if you're driving a nice car, a nice exotic, a nice clean lip, when you get to a bump, it can raise up the car, you can go up the bump and come back down, which is pretty nice, you know? Does E85 require 1,000cc or high injectors? Danny, it depends on the capacity of power you plan on making. Now, if you plan on making 300 horses, no, you don't need 1,000cc. So online, there are many calculators for injectors based upon fuel and the brake specific capacity of the fuel and what you need to be able to get that, you know? Izzy's asking, can we expect you to be on the new season of the first car with the wagon? So season two, no, because that's being filmed right now. That wagon was built for and slated for season three. So for season three, they want the wagon and this Viper, which is pretty cool, you know? Um, K20 or S2K, yes or no? Oh yeah, that's really cool, you know? Especially now it's harder and harder and more expensive to find F20 and F22Cs. It's cool to do that. I have no objection with that. That's no problem. How does she drive with the fans? It drives beautifully. It looks really good. I'm going to try um, doing, um, posting some pictures and some videos soon of it. It looks really, really cool. You know, Chris looked at it like, what, is it? what are those? I explained to him the whole heritage with Hondas and, and British touring and all that good stuff, especially with the Accord. And we did the same thing. It's pretty nice, you know? Hello, Luft. Good seeing you. Long time no see, Andre. Is that you? I hope everything's well with you, Andre. When you, you've not been to America in a long time, or if you have, you haven't seen us. But hope all is well. I, um, Lift racing, I'll write to you soon. Oh, Will, how are you? Yeah, I'm telling you, Will, your, your pins are here. What I want to find out from you is if you wanted upgraded pins. Because the pins you have now, I think they're good to like 20 PSI. So if you want upgraded pins, let me know and I can replace those with upgraded pins. So no problem. DJ Ramaroff, that's a good idea. A viewing part for season three would be awesome. And that wagon is going to kick butt. I cannot wait. It's going to shock a lot of people. That rubbish with traction that happened with the uh, Odyssey is not going to happen this time, you know? Would I ever come to New York City for a group tune? Yes, Charisma, I'd be more than honored to. Uh, I travel quite a bit all around the world, from Canada to UK to tune. So, and I try to make a vacation out of it, which is nice, which I'm in dire need of one. So by all means, I'd be more than happy to do that. I am Tyler Jones asking next project. Well, I am Tyler. See the guy I just told you about who was here a moment ago, Chris? from AEM, I've been talking to him because I've come to the conclusion, and Sam, you're gonna appreciate this for me. Hello, AJ. I am not gonna build two projects this year that are crazy passion projects. The, the center seat's already there, so that's one, but I'm trying to decide between the Mercedes-Benz and the MR2. So, 
Chris is kind enough to take me to lunch this afternoon. When he takes me to lunch, we'll talk about it. And I guarantee you, I promise you, I will come out of that lunch with a renewed attitude on what we need to build this year. So hang tight. Fox Design. My assistant, who's up front now, uh, Lindsay just shared with me that something came in from you. So I can't wait. I can't wait to see what you sent to me. Which is pretty exciting, you know? Thank you so much. Ooh, Danny said, Danny said K-Swap MR2. <laughs> Chris is smiling. That's a bad smile, too. Oh, Sam says, Benz, do the Benz. Merck, MR2. You know what? It's poll time. I'm going to do a poll. So I'll put a poll out. I'll put the renders. Oh, I don't have a render on MR2 yet. Can someone help me with a render? Any of you help me with a render? Because <laughs> I'm not good at drawing cause, but I'm thinking about something. Okay, I'm thinking, Chris, and forgive me for this. I'm saying this live. I'm thinking about like a rally theme to it. Everyone does the slam. I kind of want like a rally look. Like Plus, a rally? Yeah, that'd be cool. And it'll give me an excuse to put decent tires on it because I know I'm going to make big power with it. So that'd be pretty awesome, you know? MR2 2GR turbo. Wow, what are my thoughts on running water meth injection on E85? Um, Jose, I haven't seen the need to do that because we have cars here at 41 PSI on E85. I haven't had the need to do that, you know? Oh, Sam says DTM style Benz. DTM Mercedes. I love it. See DTM Benz. Yeah, see, Chris said You guys are confusing me. Ah! Throw my hat. It's confusing. Clean, clean paint. Like no clean values. paint. He said clean paint, no livery. Parchment says yes, Riley style. Kind of Radley. Kind of Radley. Radley. TSW whole shot for the Riley look on the MR2. Check him out. I'll check it out. TSW? Are you familiar with TSW's whole shot? I haven't seen that either. What do you think about the Fuel Tech 500? I just answered. <laughs> I just mentioned that before. I have no experience with it. I know that some people seem to have success with it, but I've never tuned it myself, so I don't have any uh, input on that, you know? Boosted 9080K says, I have goals of 400 horsepower in D6 and YA, 25 PSI. Should I O-ring the block? You don't have to. So 400 horsepower, no, you don't. What I tend to do, and GoNego does a great job with this, is to have the block, the block or the sleeves proud of the deck about 3,000. And what does that mean? They have a zero deck, and they have this down pack, by the way, Golden Eagle. Please contact them, they're very good. That's why I sleeve all my blocks. And they depress the outside of the sleeve by 3,000 so that your sleeves stick out about 3,000. Puts more pressure around the gasket. For 400, no, no need to O-ring. One thing I'll tell you about the D-Series, be very careful, it's cold. Be very careful with, oh, that looks good. Oh, that looks good. Um, he just showed me some wheels from TS30. Um, be very careful with ignition timing. The D-Series heads, have very co efficient combustion chambers, you don't need to put a bunch of time in, you know? Does water meth have any adverse effects to the exhaust or lifespan of catalytic converters? No, not at all. It's water and it's methanol. Methanol being a fuel base, and then the water, no, not whatsoever. Um, the elements of combustion is carbon dioxide and water anyway. So it doesn't do anything that really, uh, it doesn't deteriorate catalytic converters at all, you know? Is natural meth the best fuel for NA drag cars? It's very uncontrollable. So nitromethane, does, as you think about it as a fuel, does contain a lot of caloric value. So for every amount of air combusted, it creates a lot of heat. But that heat is quite violent and very hard to control. So you can make a lot of power, but you can expect to go through a lot of parts very often, if that makes sense, you know? Um, Nora is asking, yo, what's up, man? Is there any way I can work for you, like an assistant or anything I could hit me up? Nora, send me a proposal. Better yet, your resume to sales at vcmo.com, and I will review it. And if you have what it takes to be part of our team, no problem whatsoever. What's your favorite car? So, production car, 
that's currently available. Chris can probably test it. I really like the, the new NSX. Please don't kill me. I do like it. And he gave me a thumbs up. It's a really cool car. Has the technology that you may see in the Enzo, the technology you may see in a P1, the technology that you see in all these crazy supercars, the 918 Spider from Porsche. Seven-figure cars for a fraction of the cost. And it looks really cool. It's very different. For today's modern world, it's a really great car. It's so sad that it doesn't have the marketing behind it to make it more appealing. For my car, internally, what we've built that's my favorite, I would say the red center seat right here, which is a lot of fun. Sam was integral to that build. And in terms of, it's just so much fun to drive. The, wag um, the Waggle van right now, because it's the most popular, most amazing, disgustingly ridiculous sleeper car. And the wagon, I would say the wagon because of how, I would say the Odyssey, I'd say, because uh, of how recognizable it is. So it's pretty nice, you know? Yes, it is underrated. Absolutely, Parkspin. I completely agree with you, you know? Have you done much work on the FK8 CTR? I'm considering K-Tuner. I wonder what you thought. Well, I've done quite a bit. Um, for both K-Tuner and um, Honda, we did a lot of beta testing with them on the CTR. And what I've noticed is that of all the components you can add to a CTR to make it really shine, the two biggest components are diamond pipe, catalyst, and intercooler. Those things wake that car up. And definitely a tune gets you there. When you get closer to 350 wheel horsepower, you start running out of fuel. Fuel because of the mechanical fuel pump, you get limitations of that. And also the in-tank pump as well. There are many companies out there, Dream Automotive, Radium, that come up with solutions to allow you to add port injection to surpass that. The day will come when we will see multiple 450, 500 wheel horsepower, stock engines, FK8s coming very soon, you know? Ashley says, hey BC, I'm a big fan from the UK. Do you have any recommendations for engineers looking to get into what you do? Yes, I do. Do your internship. If you're an engineer already, Go into an entry-level position into a speed shop that's reputable. If you're still in school, better yet, work part-time as an intern, even if you work for free. Go in there, start, clean the floor if you have to. Get into such a facility, make yourself valuable, gradually get into the tuning, engine building, track support aspects of that company. See if it's something you really like and embrace it wholeheartedly it can be extremely valuable for you to find or establish a career in this beautiful world of automotive modification, you know? Some place I can buy a piece of more parts in Norway. I don't have dealers in Norway, but we do ship worldwide. Um, I have the closest dealer I have to use in the UK, but uh, if you need something, our website is open 24 hours a day. You can order and we ship very cost effectively all across the world, you know? Did you notice the difference in power only with a few mods? But, uh, so I know you notice the difference in few mods, but I really notice the difference in my kitchen design, just an exhaust into the tune. Is it worth all the money? It depends. If you're a hardcore NA guy, it's worth it. Now, if it's dollar versus horsepower, a turbo kit from a place like PRL makes it very simple. Maybe like seven, eight grand, but you can get 400 horsepower stock with that. And if you divide that horsepower per dollar, it's a lot more appealing than an, an A setup for that engine that you have, which is pretty cool. Uh, no one seems to have apprenticeship for tuner guards in the UK from what I've seen. That's so sad, AJ, because, yeah, you're right. I don't see that much of that here, but at Bissimoto, we turn away interns. We get a lot of people who come here and want to be able to assist, you know? Nathan is saying, crazy week. How's yours? Absolutely bonkers, Nathan. Absolutely bonkers. I think you ordered something from us recently. Ah, oh, I think you're waiting. Nathan, I, I think I wrote to you and asked for your phone number so we can process your order. That's what I remember, you know. Same stuff, different day, Kevin. 
Kevin, it's kind of cold here. It's going to rain this weekend. It's kind of sad. But that, I can tell you one thing, Kevin. The wagon was a lot of fun. The canyons. Winter is just a canyon yesterday. It was really, really a lot of fun. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's worth it, Kobe, by all means. Absolutely. You know? I used to wear that shirt like this. Like this. Well, I guess I do. Um, this is a collaboration between Bissimoto and AEM. So as you can see, it's the Bissimoto Blue Porsche. 850 horsepower Porsche with these cool AEM filters on it. So it's a collab. And I think all I have left is like a large and extra large. That's all I have left. Unless uh, Chris twists my arm and make me get more. Um, hey, BC, I was wondering your thoughts on water meth injection on E85. So, Jose, I, I, or Joe's, I mentioned that before. I've never had the need for that. I've never had the need to combine E85 and water methanol because the E85 gives me enough, enough protection and knock, anti knock properties for me not to need an additional adder. For example, the Wago Van runs an E85 pump, regular E85, it's E80 in it right now. And so far, I think I pushed that to 32 PSI. The Odyssey right there, um, you can't see it, but I'll try and turn the screen right there, uh, right there, see the top of the Odyssey. So that Odyssey runs 41 PSI on regular pump E85. So the only time I use water methanol, like in the blue Porsche I'm wearing, is where I have a fuel that doesn't give me the anti knock properties that allow me to do what I need to do. Meaning, on 91 octane, I'm knock limited. So I add two nozzles of water methanol to give me the anti-knock agents to allow me to make more power safely. Another place is if you run out of fuel. One thing that I found out is a very good opportunity for the CTR guys, for the FKA guys, is as you run out of fuel, you can put a water methanol kit to get more power and use that as a pseudo power adder. So now you're using the methanol as an uh, additional fuel additive while keeping knock at bay and being able to create more boost and more power safely. It was pretty nice. The only challenge with that is when you get too close to the throttle body, you may have some distribution issues with the optimization of the fuel, but it's a very good addition indeed, you know? How reliable is a K24 if I'm going to be driving it constantly? Extremely reliable. The tune is key. If your engine is tuned to the ragged edge, of course you can expire it by detonation. But we have many customers who've had PRL kits tuned here on 91 octane. We have, even my friend from Action, I run an Action Clutch in this, I have an Action Clutch in the Porsche there. Action Clutch is one of the clutch companies that we use exclusively in almost all our builds from Hondas to Porsches. They have their own in-house EG stock K20 engine and they, they race that thing almost every weekend with success because it's tuned properly. So tuning is key. Hi Kanjo Zoku, good seeing you. Greetings Aviator Manny. I think you're a plain person. But by all means, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Miami's in the house. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. AJ Thompson's asking a pretty good question as always. What would be an optimum compression to get po post-reliable power using only 91? Not too high because detonation, not too low for low efficiency. As you remember, AJ, I think we talked about this a little bit before, camshaft is key. So if I were to design something that give me some good power with a very nice range that doesn't allow me to have a very crappy low RPM horsepower are very, you know, just weird. Um, but I can also eat my kick and have it too. I have good low RPM drivability and high RPM power. And I've done this myself for my own project. I would say you can get away with 13 to one with a camshaft that has at least 260 degrees of timing at about 50,000 lift when you're degreeing the camshaft in. So about 260 can allow you the opportunity to not have any detonation. You won't need that much ignition timing. You'll be on 91 octane fuel and have no challenge whatsoever with that nature if tuned properly. And key thing is, it won't need that much timing to be able to do that. 
If you're in a region where you don't have a very good tuner or you're not comfortable with that, you can go to 12 and a half to one. We've had customers come here with 12.8 to one. And the one guy that reminds me, that I'm reminded of is a red DA with a GSR. He was 13 to one with Beastmo level three camshafts and he made very good power. And he's, he's a, he doesn't drive daily because he's a fireman, but it's his weekend cruise. He drives it quite often, which is pretty nice, you know? Favorite stock Honda for a project car? Favorite stock Honda? Ooh, that's a good question. Favorite, ah, oh, dare I say. Okay, rear wheel drive S2000, front wheel drive Civic Type R. That's my choice. Thank you, in him, in him. Thank you for the kind words, you know? You mentioned to me a while back, says Dark Wade, that I could use an R18 coil pack in the D16 head, but do you know anything about the L15 coil packs in the D16 head? No, I haven't measured those. So D17s I've had success with. The L15s, no. The key thing is the, the dwell. Um, above and beyond the dwell being ideal for performance, the depth of or length of the coil to be able to fit into the pocket for the spark plug and reaching the spark plug without any challenge. I have not tried that. But uh, if you do, please let me know. I'll be curious to your successful, to your success, I should say. Kobe Arena says, thanks, Lisa, for all the answers. I love that you are here answering everyone's questions. Love the positive attitude. Have a great rest of your day. Likewise, Kobe, I appreciate the kind words. I'm here to help. And I do this twofold. One, I wish I had this when I was growing up and I was going to motorsports. I did it. Two, I used to get the same questions through emails, and I said, why not provide a format where everyone can ask questions and learn from it? So I really appreciate that. Hello, Jeremiah. Thank you so much for the stickers. For those of you who don't know Type 2 Vinyl Works, he does the stickers for me. He's been doing it for years. Great guy. Even helped me do stickers for the front of the shop. Absolutely fantastic, you know? Non-giveable literates. I think that's how you say his name. <laughs> says, hey, BC, I've been looking for an F-22 for sale, but can't find a full one. Do you have one by any chance? So are you looking for an engine? I may have, I may have one here. But they're quite common here in wrecking yards in California. But I may. Send me a DM, remind me, I'll take a look. And I'll give you a smashing price on it, you know? Um, have I ever talked to Kristen Von Koenigsegg? Uh, I talked to him in force induction engineering. I haven't, I've never met him at all. I haven't had the honor, but if I do, it'll be nice to bring him on live and we all can interact, which would be nice, you know? Uh, let's see. Yep, S2000. What would you recommend out of all your camshafts for a 12.1 compression ratio 84 stroke on a B18, B17A? Um, definitely level three if you want something uh, shelf. Or ideally, I would love to do something custom for you, which would be ideal. But it'd be a custom billet camshaft. But shelf, level three. Custom, I'll do like a level 3.5, which should be very nice for you. You know? Hero Raps, thank you so much. Hello, Dreaded Raider. What are some of your favorite four cylinder engines, non Honda related? Four-cylinder engines I like very much that are non-Honda related. I like the 4AGE and the potential it has, even though people don't pay attention to it. Um, believe it or not, I found Dodge's Neon project very appealing. The 4AGE I like a lot as well. The ports are very, very nice, so it lends itself to very nice technology. I feel that the guys with FRS and BRZs have been shafted because there's so much opportunity with those engines, but I don't have a relationship with either Toyota or Subaru, so I haven't designed any stuff for that. But I feel that Flat 4 has a lot of potential, but just hasn't been given the love that it deserves. But I guess we can't do it at all, which is very nice, you know? What did I drive to work today? I drove by, I don't know, oh, can you see that? Right, I'm going to take you guys with me. 
forgive me, those of you on YouTube, right outside, you can see that truck. That's why I drove to work today. I drove a Dodge 3500 truck to work today. So I drove. Have you worked on Audi Volkswagen? Yes, I have, but not in-house. Customer cars, tune, flashes, but, uh, and design parts for them, pistons, rods, but I haven't built one myself. Hello, Nuke. Nothing special, sir. Hope things are well. What would be ideal compression ratio for H22 ITVs? Depends on the camshaft. With stock cams, I wouldn't go past 10.5. Um, if, if you're open to what camshaft you can use, let's say a BCMO level three, you can go as high as 12.8. If you don't know a tuner, that's very good. Um, if you have a very, very, very good tuner, you can go 13 one. It's very nice, you know? Still have the old school BCMO stickers from back in the day at the track. Very nice, Danny. Look, here's one right here. This old school vintage JDM BCMO. Yeah. It's, it's quite popular. I still have a few license plate holders, and those sell quite a bit, actually, which is pretty nice. Hello, JP Fierro. How are you, sir? I hope you had a great weekend. Honda Pro Parts. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining me. Beach flow on head works on all you, me, engines, builds, compared to carb to FI. So I, I, I assume you mean bench flowing on head work. Does it help with builds? Yes, it's the key to power. Compared to carb to EFI, well, it depends. The design of the intake manifold and the carburetor can dictate. You can have ITBs that are fuel injected that are more restricted than, let's say, DCO SP 55 millimeters. So it depends. Hello, Duran. Thank you so much for helping all week. I really appreciate your wonderful friendship, Duran. Thank you so much. Um, my pleasure indeed, Supercard. Zay says, Zay MX Nay says, I was never a fan of Hondas until I seen your work on Hunnigan. Beautiful work. Thank you so much. I love all cars, and Hondas allow us to really do crazy stuff, and they just laugh at us and stay reliable. So the platform is extremely important when building performance cars. The basis is very, very good. PVW Forever, thank you so much. Greetings, cheers to you as well. Hello, Trevor, business is great. Thank you for asking. Uh, Boosted98 says, I know every car is going to be different, but what would you consider safe ignition timing on a Boosted white on 91 Octane? Would I change when I go for forged and lower the compression? Yes, it would. So I'll give you a hint. At idle, you can stay at your 16, whether you're 16 to 14 to 16, whether you are low compression, high compression. When you get into higher boost ranges, in high boost DCs, I never, ever go past seven degrees time of top. Never. Um, my wagon, if my memory serves correctly, was like barely three to four degrees up top, and that's a high boost. At mid boost, I was barely in the teens, not even like 11. The combustion chamber is very small, so you don't need that much flame propagation to ignite very nicely. You don't need that much advance to get the, the flame kernel that you need to keep things safe. Anything more, you start blowing gaskets. People say, oh, I lift the heads. No, it's too much timing. You start detonating, I'm blowing gaskets. So that being said, ARP studs, be some more gasket. A level 2.4 cam will help you tremendously with that. Um, if I had a choice between a Y8 and a Z6 bottom end, I would choose a Z6 because the oiling is much better. But people have success with Y8s. You can have a lot of fun, by all means. You don't need that much timing, you know? Um, I have a Mercedes E-Class, and it's too quiet. What do you recommend? Definitely an exhaust upgrade. Definitely. Hello, Boca Gucci Prada. Cool name. Thank you so much, Instabam. Thank you so much, Jerome, for the kind words. Um, can I do a custom grind for VW? Absolutely, I can, by all means. Oh, all the way from Caribbean, Trinidad and Tobago. Giselle, thank you for joining me this afternoon. I appreciate the kind words, you know? Um, oh, thank you so much, Clinton. I'll definitely look into that. Where did you get all this knowledge about cars, D. Lewis says. I've been very busy since childhood. I just, 
I've loved cars since I was born. My parents tell me my first word was car, which is absolutely amazing and crazy. It looks like it's going to rain outside, but it's not. Is it going to rain, Chris? It's kind of bleak out there. Yeah, I said we're good for a little bit. Anyway, so my curiosity put me in a position where even when I got my own cars, I had to figure out how to tune myself. I was in school during an era where you couldn't just buy parts off the shelf or go online. So we had to create our own go-fast parts that, get, that got my, my cogwheels going. It also put me in a position where I used to blow a lot of stuff up. While my friends and peers would blow things up and get discouraged and stop racing, I would laugh and everyone would look at me crazy. And I got curious to what happened and tried to find ways of solving it. I never gave up that concept of problem solving. So because I blew a lot of things up and had to figure things out in the time that you couldn't buy parts off the shelf, it put me in a position where I was able to experiment a lot and learn a lot. Plus, I have people who I've interacted with that are reputable, that I've learned from as well. I'm the kind of engineer that feels I can learn something from an elder and from an infant. That's my thing. And I love having fun too. I just love cars, you know? So thanks for the question, D. Lewis. So BC, Marky Mark says, what's up with the D-Series oiling system? Got an EF sedan and just want to go around the corner really, really fast around the corner. Well, the two things plague you. Well, first, if you have um, a sedan that's, I don't know if you said your EF, EG, EK. One thing you want to do from around the corner, you definitely have to baffle the crap out of it. I think Canton has a D-Series pan. You have to do something with baffling because the stump just kind of sits in a pool of oil. And if you hit corners that have high Gs, move to the side and can suck up some air. Now, running some good oils like Pure Oil can help you tremendously in protecting because even when oil goes away a little bit, it still gives that, that protective value. Give you a perfect example, the center seat red one right here that I'm looking at, you can't see that, but let me try and change the view for you here. You can see right there. See, that's the center seat right there. So that car still has a wet sump system, a pseudo wet sump. When I'm on turn three at Streets of Willow, I have this really hard corner and you can, I can literally see my oil pressure drop and come up because I'm just pulling oil away from the sump. But guess what? The engine is still ticking and going strong because I have a very good oil in it. So that helps. Then what I've noticed is that my favorite D-Series engines are the D16A6 and the D16Z because those tend to oil from the center outwards. The Y8 tends to oil from one side of the engine to the other side on the bottom end. And what that does, it kind of starves one side of the engine. You tend to see a lot of spun bearings with that engine. So whenever you can, choose an A6 or a Z6 whenever you can. If not, make sure that you baffle, protect, coat, do whatever you can to keep your engine running well. And whenever you can, please, I ask you, I beg you, use proper oil. Don't use rubbish. Don't skimp out on the lifeblood of your engine. Use Purol. Make sure it's proper. When it comes to filtration, to allow you to filter properly, I love Canon filters. It does a great job. I use OEM from time to time, but Canon has been great to me. And when it comes time to filter your induction, which is very important, choose a proper cone filter, or even if you don't have access to a cone one, a proper flat filter, which is good. And of course, AEM makes sick stuff, you know? Please do. Yes, Marky, I'm telling you, you know. Why is this backspace button next to send? I don't know, Marky. That's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Um, weak is part of a K-series and the most important upgrade on a mild build. K-series weak part rods. Rods. That's the reason why we can't push the engines that farther. The rods are pretty, pretty puny, followed by rod bolts. So whenever I do anything decent, that's the first thing I change. Um, earlier generation tensioners were kind of rubbish as well, so you upgrade those. Um, valve springs. 
do okay, but when you start pushing a high RPM and power, you definitely need to upgrade those. So those are three things. Um, and definitely want to use good oil, which is pretty good. So I hope that helps. I am located in Ontario, California, near the Ontario airport. If you're familiar with the Southern California area, we're near the 60 and Vineyard, close to the 60 and 15 interchange. Super the fresh, hello. Wow, I'm your dad. Thank you so much. K, hopefully not physically. <laughs> hello, boss. Good seeing you indeed. Um, I have an E60 545. What would you recommend for the first mod? Intake, exhaust, oil. Those three things. Alfie, how are you? Alfie, you came up in a conversation. I heard from Presley that you are going to be working with Purell. That's pretty cool. That's really nice. I'm very proud to have you as part of the family. Thank you so much. Very good choice, by indeed. You know. Hello, Marlon. Good seeing you. Any good books on turbocharging? Ooh, it depends. There are quite a few. You know, I'm a big advocate of How to Be a Horsepower by David Vizard. Um, you know what's weird? <laughs> a good book on turbocharging? They're actually catalogs. One is from Garrett, so the Garrett, Garrett's catalog goes really deep into that. And the Terminator's catalog. It's weird. I know it sounds crazy, but those two catalogs have tons of information when it comes to turbocharging. Thank you, Oli. I'll be in the UK very soon. I'll be there this year, you know? Um... What does it take to become an entry-level tech in your company? In your company, um, academia. You have to have some technical acumen, and ideally, we bring engineers on board here to assist. But I'm not a general repair facility, so if you're looking for a place where we can do general repair, I don't do that here. We do more design and modifications and builds as well. And occasional pot sales. Uh, what's my favorite core packs? I like the AM IGBT. I joke around and say those things can ignite water. They're, they look like the LS coils, and those things pack a significant amount of energy. So that's my favorite coil packs. If it's the coil unplug one, I like K-series ones, the ones made by uh, Denzel. So, Darkwood is asking, in topic of coil packs again, how does one determine which coil pack is stronger, and how does one test spark power? Well, companies do have that. AEM in particular has this pretty nice chamber which is devoid of oxygen. It can be pressurized to mimic what you may see in a combustion chamber, not to the degree, but it's a pressurized inert gas chamber and they initiate spark. And when they initiate spark using any type of, uh, of ignition source through a bench that they have in house, they can measure the spark. You can even physically see the spark energy itself in millijoules. So what I've seen is I've seen some like uh, standard Odyssey coil packs not ignite very well. I've seen NSX coil packs, the original NSX first gen, the NA1 and NA2s, not ignite very well. And then you have great spark energy from like, a lot of the direct injection setups are very nice. K-series coils, very, very good, both first and second gen, with a larger plug and smaller plug, we see a lot of that. Um, I've seen great spark energy from the uh, Hyundai spark plugs that you may see in like a Sonata, late model Sonata, which is pretty nice. I've seen good spark energy from the uh, 10th gen SI coil packs as well very, very strong. And of course, the AM IGBTs, uh, the ones that look like crazy GM ones, are they just destroy everything. The millijoules are out of control. And they can withstand much longer dwells as well, which is pretty nice. So there's a chamber, there's equipment you can have access to that allows you to measure spark energy, you know? Yes, Marky's right. Marky says, I'm using an A6 block with iron mains. Yep, that thing is Bombay. Honda, it was more of a cost-effective measure to go to the aluminum mains. 
but the steel mains are awesome. You, they take a big beating with no problems, you know? Uh, Marky, oh no, by all means, you will love Pure All. It's, I've tested everything out there, and my background's in chemical engineering. It's my, it's my passion with things when it comes to lubrication and chemicals, and I've not seen a compound as amazing as this. It's just, I don't do rubbish, and if I found something better than this, I'd go there too, but their compound is great. They're aerospace-derived individuals, and they shared with me that the, the technology that we have in automotive is so archaic. In aerospace, they use technology, lubricant technology that's way more advanced. We have 20-year-old technology in the automotive scene. So the fact that they can supply us aerospace technology with a price point that's on line with other, even many times more cost-effective than other boutique oils, it's a win-win, definitely. Hello, Lily Flower. Good seeing you. Thank you for joining me. You know, I'm not familiar. Um, I have not had much experience with Wiz. Do you know anything about Wiz oil filter, Chris? Wiz? Compared to K&N? Yeah, I'm not familiar with that one. Is it Wix? Um, Wix. Wix is it? Yeah, Wix. He, he corrected himself. Do you know anything about it? Um, not really. Yeah, not really. It's not very popular. I'm not familiar with that. Um, ah, Oche boy from Nigeria. Thank you, brother, for joining us. You're not Sibo. No, eh? No. Dalo. Um, regarding internal combustion engines, Zani Yazdad says, what do you foresee is the next big breakthrough regarding efficiency or otherwise? So I'll tell you this, Zani. And guys, please don't kill me about this. But the next thing now is using ICEs, internal combustion engines, as range extenders for hybrids. So you have a plug-in hybrid where you're using a majority of your propulsion with EV technology, and then the gasoline there engine is there dormant and only to be used as a range extender. As I talked to many OEMs from Mazda to Porsche, that's what they're starting to do. The EV technology is the future. Um, the ICE, pure ICE, as much as this car sounds great, makes tons of power, it's really cool, is going the way of the horse and buggy. It's just, it's just what is happening. Howdy, Zephyr. Good seeing you. Howdy, partner. <laughs> Dealing still saying Mercedes DTM style. Dealing, I will move more towards a Mercedes if you're kind enough to help me with some fans. <laughs> I'd be more than happy to, you know? Oh, my goodness. Are HRK2 and swap kits worth it, or is it better to piece together? It depends on what swap kit. You're talking about engine swaps. I'm really partial to Hasport. Very complete. Uh, with K-Tuned, um, I do a lot with them with some of their uh, relocation brackets. I do a lot with K-Tuned in terms of their dipsticks, which are very nice and flush and much better than the factory OEM ones. Um, I love their water necks. They have a lot of cool things. But when it comes to engine swap kits, I'm really about Brian from Hasport. He's really good, you know? The grand is saying, I'm thinking about doing a high compression VW VR turbo. I think that's really cool. Nothing less than 10 and a half to one, by all means. And E85 for you, you know. Ah, Alfie, so pure all for your life. There you go, I'm so proud of you, good job. Um, they're very smart partnering with you, Alfie, because you're a very smart guy, and you're really out there doing it. I appreciate your passion when it comes to automobiles, so I'm very glad to see that my brothers from Pure are partnering with you. Good job. Um, Supercars asking, how busy are you to take on cars and install parts and get a refresh and tune? So tuning, I can take care of you. But installing parts and refreshing is kind of tough. I can refer you to one of my partner shops that can help you, Pirate Auto, and I can help you with the parts. He can help you with the install, and I can take care of you with the tune. But right now, I don't have the capacity of bringing anyone in to do installations here, you know? Curious thing, hey, BC, up topic, but I've always wondered how people run hydro e-brakes with automatic trans. Would there be binding there? Absolutely not. Oh, no, 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 no. It, it's, 
it works impeccably well. I've seen them with the hydraulic brakes in the front and the rear. It's not a problem whatsoever. The transmissions are independent of the braking system. Whether you're looking at manual or automatic, it's not a challenge whatsoever. You mean uh, hydro e-brake, like a drip brake on automatics? Even if you install it, it wouldn't be, I don't see it being a problem at all. If you're even in power and you're matching it, because this is Chris I'm talking to from AEM, by the way, in case you guys are wondering. I see no problem with you matching it and hitting the, I have no problem with that, especially if you're using it in a line lock situation like for the front or using the back to initiate a drift. I don't see a problem with it at all. Um, being 14 and from the UK, oh, Ollie, you're young, well done. Would you have any possible advice for me? Would you, I'd love to live to get into drag Hondas. What kind of job would I start with and where would I go from here? So I don't know where you are in the UK, but I know in, for example, there's a company that's based out in uh, Watford, Dream Automotive. I don't know if he's here, but uh, Phil has a nice facility. By all means, you can intern there and get to learn the ropes, and they do a lot of racing. You also have people like, um, I think Suffolk, there's, um, I don't think Daz is here as well, but there's another company um, that's out there, and um, he can actually assist you as well. It's uh, called Phoenix, uh, Pro Phoenix. Intern. Even if you're on your off times in the holidays, if you're there and you just sweep the floor and get to learn, get your foot in the door. Get acclimated with everything automotive. Be hungry and eager to learn. Stay focused and you can succeed. It's very, very important, you know? Um, Insta Bam Bam says, SK forums go back and forth uh, about cams, on cams. Is it a good spend after taking? Yes, it is. I don't. I remember the time when the K-Series first came out, K20. And people said, you can't touch it. It's a perfect factory. Look now. Anything designed properly can make a power difference. Anything designed poorly can make a backwards movement in power. With the right camshaft, there are people. There's a guy who races back east. He does a lot with Nth Moto. Nth Moto, the guys who play with Vipers quite a bit. And his name is Kerry Bales. He hauls butt with an S2K engine in a dragster. He has camshafts, upgraded coil packs. I'm looking back because look who just came to my shop. Look who just came. Now, for those of you who are not old school, back in the day, there was a company called Repart. And this guy who's coming out now was a pioneer. I, I, I was even afraid to talk to him. And he just walked into my shop. Photobomb, photobomb, video bomb. Good to see you, bro. How are you? Good to What's see you. What's up, man? How are you? Why don't you introduce yourself to everyone oh, it's live. here? Yes, it's live oh, right now. Man, I just it's live. Video bomb. Yeah, you're here. It's cool. It's cool. Why don't, you why don't you tell everyone who you are, the, the youngest who don't know who you are? Why don't you tell them? What's up, guys? Bald hair. This is my idol. <laughs> no, this is my idol. <laughs> Hello, kick man. Kick my butts. Kick it. All motor. So I had, you had to go turbo just to beat this guy. What? Got to go. He was doing turbo. First gen CRX. First AOL chat room. Oh my God. So we have some old school people here. We have some old school AOL chat room bros. Yeah. Japan import racing. Yeah, back in the day. Hello from Colombia. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. So it's, it's amazing to be part of a community where people get along and do great things. This gentleman was a pioneer from as far back as the early 90s. He used to street race and do stuff when I, I was, geez, I wasn't even in America yet. But till today, he's still passionate about motorsports, passionate about Hondas. He has his facility in Temecula still? Yeah, he has his facility in Temecula. Just absolutely wonderful, wonderful gentleman indeed, you know? Yes, he owned a company called Rebhard. Yes, Rebhard is your first kid, Wilson says. Wow, some old school customers here, very nice. 
Thank you so much. Yes, yes. So, we're talking about opportunities for motorsports. Canada in the house, thank you so much. Wayne on tuning platforms for the D16, stick with Honda or, I'm a huge advocate of AEM. Um, the Honda is great, especially if you're doing basic stuff. But when it comes to things that I love to do in terms of tuning, to be able to allow for a very safe tune with a ton of fail-safes, you think about individual cylinder tuning, individual knock tuning for, for cylinder, allowing me to have closed loop functions that are extremely fast and robust. The AM Infinity gives me the pricing with a new ECU that's very nice. So I'm partial to AM Series 2 and AM Infinity. I also have tons of customers that come in with, with, uh, with uh, gasoline tunes on Honda. They both can do a good job. Yes, max speed, absolutely indeed. Absolutely, he's doing that now. And um, that being said, you can do it, but I really like, I really like the AM stuff. Um, Neptune's old school. Um, I think there's a company that uh, James put together years ago. It was very much uh, like a competitor with S300, direct competitor with it. I've had people come here and tune with it, but in terms of flexibility, me being able to do a lot more, I'm still partial to the AM system. To be able to do individual cylinder knock that's load-based, and also do individual cylinder tuning that's also RPM and load-based as well, to do a full, robust, and interactive E85 system that's very good, to have CAN outputs for CAN communication and a dash. There's so many opportunities. I'm really proud of the AEM, so thank you so much. Haltech I like as well. Uh, we've had customers come here with RBs on Haltech on the Elite and also on the Platinum. I have a tons of experience with the Platinum indeed. I like them as well, you know. EC Tune was the company, um, but I think James is part of that. Um, K28 2 or K20 Type R? Type R. <laughs> but you can make power with both. Both NA and Boosted. Very popular with NA, you know. Um, let's see. Would you ever do a daily rally build and drive some stage rally or some more challenging than pavement? Yes. So, Zanny Dad, I can tell you one thing. If I end up building this AW11 MR2, it's going to be a rally car. I've never done it, and I've always been passionate and excited about it, but I've never had the opportunity to explore it. So, I'm very excited to be able to explore that opportunity indeed. You know? Time is flying. Oh my God. I, I have so much for you guys every Tuesday, and it goes by so quickly. So, please forgive me. I don't have that much time to stay with you. But if you have any further questions, I'm here to answer. If not, I'll have to skedaddle and take care of my visitors that came. Um, NTCustoms.com, good seeing you. I think you're coming out this weekend, I believe. I heard that you may be coming out to the Fuel Fest. So for those of you in Southern California, yes, Andrew, I want to do a sequential, absolutely. For those of you in Southern California, at the Anaheim Convention Center, rain or shine, we're going to be there at Fuel Fest. And I'll have the Visa um, Motor Wagon there as well. And all its glory with the cool AM intake and the sequential gearbox and the new wheel covers and turbo fans from our friends at Dealing Designs. It's going to be pretty nice. My pleasure, Mr. Jim A. I appreciate the kind words. You know, even a streetcar, 450 horsepower Ollie, by all means, turbo. That's the way to go. Yeah, feel this, baby. You need to set your alarm, Yoginess. You need to indeed. Okay, so that being said, guys, I'm going to go ahead and head out. Um, hope you have a pleasant afternoon. Thank you for joining me this Tech Tuesday. Thank you as always. He left. Thank you so much for coming by as well, Chris. I appreciate that for bringing this beautiful, beautiful domestic vehicle. Check your mail, Fox. I'm going to check it. I have a feeling I'm going to be very excited. Doom, see you tomorrow as well. I look forward to exceeding your expectations. H2 Boost, good seeing you. Thank you, Zenny Dad. I appreciate all your kind words. Thank you, Ollie, for so much. Navi, you missed out. I'll have this up for the next 24 hours and I'm going to put it on Instagram very soon. Uh, for 24 hours and have it on YouTube in the next day or so. But you can also listen to this via podcast. I'll have it up on 
iTunes, Spotify, um, Radio Public, Anchor. You can even listen to it on Google Podcasts, many, many places. Crusade GSR, good seeing you and thanks for the kind words. Alfie, welcome to the family once again. The trader, I appreciate your kind words and support as well. Take care, everyone. Have a good afternoon. Cheers. <laughs>